Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. The difference between being prepared for something and being ready for something. See, there's a difference. Does anybody, does anybody think there's a difference? First of all, raise your hand if you think there's a difference between being prepared and being ready. You think there's a difference? What's the difference? Um, you can be, um, you have to plan to be prepared. Okay. I mean, but you can just go out there and say you're ready. I mean, we, are, we do it every day saying, I'm ready for this storm that's about to hit. Right. But if you ain't got a plan in place, you're not prepared. So when that storm hit, you can't really deal with it because you ain't you didn't have a plan set in place. Well, if it hit, this is what I'm going to do first. Amen. This is what I'm going to do. Um, like with the storm, they, they were walking around. They was on the news talking about they was ready for it. Right. But when it hit... They they wasn't because they they failed plan, so you know they they thought they had a strategic readiness. There you they go. didn't have a strategic preparedness. So your 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 from what I'm hearing from you, you saying that that and are you saying that that you in order to be prepared you got to be ready or you or is it vice versa? I said in order to be prepared you got a plan. Okay, you got a plan. You got to understand that. Oh, I come. Amen. All right, somebody else? Anybody else? I just feel that being prepared, you can be prepared to do something, but not have that urgency to leave or to go. You gotta be you gotta be quick in action. Just because you are prepared doesn't mean that you are ready to move in action. Amen. Anybody else? Go ahead, you had your hand up. Basically, that was the same thing. I was saying you can be prepared. You can have all the tools to to do it, but you might not be mentally ready to move forward. There we go. So y'all all y'all all connecting the dots, and this 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 is kind of interactive. I wanted to be that way today because that's the thing. You can be prepared, but not necessarily ready. Because that's what happened with the Atlanta thing. They were prepared. They had all the trucks and the, all that kind of stuff. Like she just said, you can have all the tools, you can have everything that you want to be prepared, but you're not necessarily ready. Because, see, preparation is the setup. You're setting everything up, okay, like like getting ready to cook. You got all your ingredients. I done set everything up. Or like the snowstorm, I got all the trucks. These, these people over here, they on standby. Everything is already set up. But being ready is all about execution. It's all about execution, like like she said, to be able to, to, to go to go forth. Are you ready to go into action? That's what readiness is. Because see, you can be prepared all day long, but are you ready to go into action? And see, that's what God was trying to show show in that same standpoint. Because see, there was a watch that came, but then there was a warning that came afterwards. Everybody was prepared for the watch, 
but they wasn't ready for the warning. And see, that's what God is saying. See, we in the we in the watch phase right now. Be in your preparation phase right now. But see, when the warning comes, and how many know when the warning comes, there's a sound that's made. There's a they they, they do the warning horns. Oh, all that there's a warning horn that goes out. Well, God is saying the same thing in the spirit. He's saying that there's gonna be there's a sound that's being released. That's a warning. But the only way that you're gonna know that is that you first of all been prepared, meaning prepare your hearts. Prepare your place. Prepare your position. Prepare yourself in me so that when the sound goes out, then you'll be ready. You'll be ready. You'll just go into action because everything is already there. Because see, just like when the people in the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit came upon the people, there was a sound that went out. But there was the people on the inside, the disciples were in the upper room, they heard the sound. But the people outside in the streets, they didn't hear it. And then the people in the upper room said, this is that. This is that sound. This is that thing of which he, he talked about, which Christ talked about. So they were prepared. So then when the, when the readiness came, they were ready to jump into action. Amen? Amen. And that's what God is saying. He's saying, okay, I can understand that you're probably preparing. You're probably reading your Bible. You're praying. You're fasting. You're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. You're preparing your provisions, so to speak. But now it's time to get into that readiness state. And I know from the military, you can probably talk about that too. What, what, what do they say about being ready in the military? Tell me about that a little bit. Man, that was 20 years ago. You still know. what? Well, no, that's a life riding bicycle. Um, when they have y'all on ready, <laughs> what that mean? Um, everybody at their station. Everybody, um, really, I mean, I guess it's different in different branches. But, you know, in the, in right, in the Navy. It, it was like... You at your station. It don't matter how long you at your station. You know you prepare mentally. The training that they gave you, so you know you gonna go through it and, and do it like a machine because you don't did it so many times. And, and be ready. I mean, there you all go. your senses are keen. You looking for for what you need to be looking for because they told you, and you saw. You know you know what you're looking for. Right. So that yeah yeah yeah, you got a heightened sense of um, um awareness and awareness. awareness. Are y'all catching that? Because see, that's that's, that's everything that that and, and take that and tie that into to, to being being godlike. You said that you you prepared everything, you've been through all the paces, you did everything that you that you need to do. But now there's a there's a heightened sense of alertness. You're in your station. That means you're in the right position, in the right place, at the right time. And then there's a heightened sense of awareness. Translate that to the kingdom. That means discernment. That means that there's a heightened sense of your environment. There's a heightened sense of your decisions that you need to make. You're just not haphazardly doing this thing. You're at a heightened state because now you know that you need to be ready for some things. Amen. Turn to, turn to first Joshua. I mean, not first Joshua, my bad. Joshua chapter one. I'm making up a book. Second Joshua, third Joshua. Joshua chapter one. Amen. It's informal today. It's all good. Joshua chapter 1. Amen. Because there's a, there's a difference between being prepared and being ready. Joshua chapter 1. And I'm going to start at um, verse 9. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. And it says, I, Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed. 
For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is God talking to Joshua. He's telling him, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. So he's giving Joshua some instructions, some training, preparation. Amen? But then in verse 10 it says, then. See, I like that then because that means that something happened before that. Well, what happened before the then? The training, the preparation. God is saying, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord God is with you wherever you go. That's a message for somebody. God with you wherever you go. Wherever you go, God is with you. Remember that, especially young folks. Wherever you go, God is with you. So, some of the places you might not want to take God. Amen? <laughs> Verse 10 Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people Saying Pass through the midst of the camp And command the people saying Prepare provisions for yourselves There's that preparation Joshua saying Prepare the provisions for yourselves For within three days you are, you are to cross this Jordan To go in to possess the land Which the Lord your God has given you To possess it that's it. Verse 11. That's it. So pass through the midst of the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourselves. For within three days you are to cross this Jordan to go in to possess the land which your Lord God has given to you to possess. Amen. What God is preparing Joshua to do, just a quick little background, Moses at this point has, has died. And he, Joshua is now in the leadership position. And he's getting ready to take the people from the wilderness into the promised land. This is this is that moment. This is that time. This is going into that new season. See, preparation, preparation prepares you to enter, but readiness allows you to enter. Amen. See, we we ready to enter into that new thing in our life. See, we already been prepared. There's a lot of y'all already been prepared. You you done everything. You dotted the I's and crossed the T's. Now God is saying, get ready to go into the new season. But before you get ready, there, there's final preparations that you have to do. Amen. And God says right here to Joshua, he tells the people, prepare provisions for yourself. Provisions. What is provision? We talked about that. This is the year of provision. Provision is something that you get beforehand. Beforehand. You got to have all that stuff on deck beforehand. Before you go into the journey. Like you said, before the storm comes, you got to be prepared. Don't think of, don't, it ain't no matter if the storm comes, it's when the storm comes. Prepare for it. Amen? Amen. You prepare during the watch. You can't prepare during the warning because the warning means that they already they already there. The enemy is already up on you. The enemy will give you warnings. It's like a rattlesnake. It'll rattle a little bit, but that's the warning. The, the preparation is all, should already been done, but now you you got to be ready to do something else. Amen. There's a warning that goes out. So he says, prepare the provisions, something for the vision. Amen. But see, the thing is, what God is really saying is that in order to enter into this new season, you got to prepare your heart for him. You got to prepare your heart. That means that, that you may have to humble yourself a little bit. That means that you may have to forgive somebody that you don't want to forgive. That means that you may have to, that you have to pray a little more. That means that you may have to study the word a little more. He says, prepare for the, prepare for the journey. Prepare for the, prepare for the going into the new season. Amen. Cause see, how many know it's better to sweat in training than to bleed in battle? Mm, that's good. Amen. 
It's better to sweat in training than to bleed in battle. It's better to give it all up for God right now while you ain't going through something so that when you do get into that storm, you ain't got to die in it. Amen? You ain't got to go crazy in it. You ain't got to lose your mind in it. God says, no, you need to prepare now. Pray up now. You see, we, we pray the wrong time. We pray when we get into the trouble. God says, pray in peace. Pray when ain't nothing happening. Pray when ain't nothing going on. Pray when all your bills are paid. Pray when all your family is together. Pray then. Because see, when you pray then, and then it's not a matter of if the storm comes, it's when the storm comes. Because the, the enemy is out there. It says he's seeking whom he can devour. So he's always out there. It ain't no matter when you, if you come across him, it's when you come across him. Because if he mess with Jesus, how many know he's going to mess with you? Come on now. And then it says, even when he was messing with Jesus, it says that he left him until an appointed time. That means he's going to come back. He's coming back. So it's a repeated thing. You know, it don't just stop. It don't just stop because you got through that season. It might happen again. But God says, pray in peace. Pray in peace. See, it's real easy to pray when the lights are cut off. Oh, Lord, help me to help me to pay this bill. God sent somebody with this financial breakthrough. God, give me this. God, give me that. God, do this. But how about praying in peace? Yes. God, help me to get a budget so that I don't overspend my yes. money. God, help me to find a new job that pays me more. And then when I do get that more, I know how to strategically handle my money. God, help me to do that. That's praying before. That's sweating before. So you don't bleed then. It's better to give up sweat than it is to give up blood. Amen. Amen. It's better to give up sweat than to give up blood. See, we, we should worship God with everything, when everything is good, when everything is going perfect. We, we don't have we don't wait until everything get bad. Sometimes it'll get bad because you didn't pray when it was good. Amen. So the enemy says he's seeking whom he can devour. Well, how many, how many watch, how many watch the little animal shows? You know, when, you know all the little animal shows. They say to Somebody tell me what happened in them shows. Like, like, what, what happens when, when, when the lion is seeing all the gazelles out on the Sahara? He's Somebody watching. tell me. He's watching. So he watching. Come on. Right. Time. He's looking for the, the weakest. The Bam! Say that again. Say it so everybody can hear. He's looking for the weakest ones. He, he he's looking in the um in their pack to see which one's weak, which one's limping, which one's hurt, which one's falling behind. So they, they, those are the ones he go after. See that? He just preached it right now. He's looking for the weak ones. But I like the part he said, in a pack. So you got to be careful what pack you run in, because you might be the weak one in your pack. <laughs> mm. If you're the weakest one in your pack, then guess who the enemy coming after? Amen? Yeah, I mean, that... that, that. That's in everything. That's in everything. He's looking for the weakest one. He's looking for the slowest one. But I like what you said also. He's looking for the one falling behind. See, because sometimes the, 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 the one will leave the pack. Because the pack is already moving ahead. They already into that new season. They already into that new thing. See, everybody ain't going to go with you. Everybody can't go with you. Everybody ain't ready to go. It's going to be something that's falling behind. But guess what? The enemy is there to devour those. Don't be the one that's falling behind. Amen? Say to yourself, I ain't falling behind. Amen? Don't fall behind. You got to prepare up front. See, you prepare with faith. See, that pre preparation lets God know that you got faith. Amen? Because who, who doesn't prepare? You like, like I just said earlier, you prepare like for a vacation that you're going to take in November. 
Why? Because you have faith that you're going to go. You have faith that you're going to be able to get off work, that there's not going to be like a snowstorm at that time, and the cruise ship or whatever you're going on is going to sail, and it's going to float right, and ain't nobody going to get sick on that, and all that kind of... There's a lot of faith that goes into it, but we don't even think about that. We just... Hit, click the little button on this website and send our deposit in and it's all good. But that takes faith. But that's what preparation takes. Preparation takes faith. So God is saying, why can't you prepare for the things of God? Why show, Why not show the same faith with the things of God? Prepare for what's coming. He says that a man who builds his house on the sand, what is he preparing for? He preparing for disaster. He prepared for the floods to take him out. But the ones who build his house on the rock, on the word of God, when you're standing on this word of God in the good times, you say, I'm building this house up. He said, he's preparing even for the storm to come. It ain't going to take me out. So when the storm show up, you say, devil, give me the best you got because I've been looking for you. I've been waiting for you. I've been standing on watch. And now that the warning horn is going off, I'm already ready to bunker down. Amen. You got to prepare. You got to prepare your heart for the blessings. See, there, there's some things that you're going to need before you go in. You can't go into the fire without being fireproof. Amen. You got to have some things already before you go in. Amen. Prepare for the provisions. That's why Joshua told him. He said, prepare. You got to get things right. You, we, we getting ready to do something new. We getting ready to do something that had never been done before. This was a whole new generation that was going into the promised land. They had never, they had never seen slavery before, but they had never quite seen freedom either. Because the ones who had seen slavery in Egypt had died off. The ones who, and, and, and these new generation that was coming in, they, they didn't really know what they was getting ready to walk into. But, but God, God told him, he says, prepare. But how do you first prepare? He says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. What is God saying right there in preparation? Be strong and courageous. That means that there's going to be some things that's going to try to make you weak. And there's going to be some things that's going to try to make you afraid. He says, but you got to be strong and courageous. It ain't no matter if that you feel like you're going to be weak sometimes. He says, but be strong and then be courageous. It ain't no matter if that you might get afraid to take that next step. He says, but be courageous. And then he says, why can you do all these things? Why? Because the Lord God is with you wherever you go. That's your provision. That's right there is your provision. God, I'm taking you wherever I go. Wherever I go, you go. Where you go, I go. That's my provision. That's something for me to eat on. That's why Christ said, man can't live on what? Bread alone. By bread alone. Because you're gonna need you're gonna need spiritual food too. Amen. You you grow what you feed. You grow what you feed. If you sleep all the time, guess what you're gonna want to do? Sleep some more. You grow what you feed, amen. But then here's the thing about ready. Let's move into ready real quick. To ready. Because we already agreed that, that ready is different than preparation, right? Preparation is the setup. You're getting everything set up. You're getting all your tents packed up. You're getting all your stuff done. You're getting all the word in you. You're praying up. You're doing everything that you need to do. Amen? Amen. But now you're getting ready. How many ready to go into that new thing in their life? How many ready to go into that, to that new experience, that new destiny, that new purpose? How many ready to truly go into that new thing? And I said ready. That means that you've already prepared. 
Now, if you haven't prepared, take some time to get pre- prepared now. Learn what you need to learn. Equip yourself. Pray. Study your word fast. Get prepared. But God says if you prepare, then it's time to be ready. Amen. It's time to be ready. It's time to be ready. Amen. So now we go to ready. Look at what it says in verse in verse 11. He says, prepare provisions for yourself. For within three days, you were to cross this Jordan to go in to possess the land in which your Lord has given you. And this is, this is what ready is. Ready is broke down into three things. The timing, your position, and your action. That's what, that's what makes up being ready. That means that your timing, you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. That position, that's the right place. And then the action, now you're ready to go forward. That's what being ready is doing. And, and Joshua breaks it down right here. He says, because what? Within three days, that's the timing. He's telling them, within three days, we're getting ready to go into this new thing. That's the timing of God, within three days. But see, I like what God puts right there because he don't say in three days. He says within three days. Somebody tell me the difference between in and within. If I say we're going to go in three days versus we're going to go within three days. Before the three days. It's a specific time with in. It's a specific time with in, but within, you have to anticipate any time within that time. Say that word again. Anticipate. 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 See, he says within three days. See, that's the timing. The timing is a spiritual thing. That's why it talks about in the Bible. So you have Kronos, which is which is the time on your clock, but then you have Kairos, which is the God time, which is that time in the God that you can only hear through discernment. That's that time in the God that you can only hear through prayer. That's that time in the God that you can only hear in faith. He says within three days. Well, it might be today, it might be tomorrow, it might be the third day. But the thing is, you better be ready to go. Amen. You better be ready to go. Amen. See, but that's the thing. That within three days, that within. See, that's where we fall within. We fall within. Why? Because we want specific time. Let me know when. Is it going to be tomorrow at 3 o'clock, 3.30 p.m., 3.30 and 30 seconds? What time is it going to be? I need to know so then I can be there. But see, if somebody say, well, within three days, you don't know when they leaving. You don't know when they're going. But God is saying, you might be within your within right now. But because you don't have the patience to wait out the within, because you don't have the discernment to know when the within is over, then you're going to miss it. Amen? Yeah. See, when, when, when uh, Joseph was in the pit, he didn't know that he was within a few days of going into Potiphar's house. But then when he got arrested and went to prison, he didn't know that he was within a few moments of becoming the governor of Egypt, the biggest ruler of Egypt outside of the Pharaoh. See, he was within his time, but he didn't know how long it was going to be. Nor when he was building the ark, he didn't know how long it was going to be. He just knew he had to be within the time that God said it was going to rain. Amen? You got to be ready within that time. Turn, turn to... Um, Turn to Galatians chapter 6 real quick. Galatians chapter 6. And if anybody get down first, go ahead and read it. If you got it on your phone, pull up real fast. Read it first for me. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. 
So we have to understand what being ready really is. It's, it's that timing of God. Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not lose heart in doing good. There you go. Simple as that. Let us not lose heart in doing good. That's that be strong and courageous. See, cause what the enemy will do in that within time, he'll tell you it ain't happening for you. It, it, it's done bypassed you. It's done missed you. You're not going to get it. It, it. God said that, but now what happened? I thought he said within three days. Well, the third day almost over with. It's going to be dark. The day almost over with. Go ahead. I want to read my translation. Go ahead, read it. It's a New Living Translation. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. There you go. If you don't give up. Because see, that's what the enemy, the enemy looking like we said in that pack, he looking for that one that's done fell back. He looking for that one who ain't ready with the timing, who done gave up on the timing. Because again, that third day could be showing up and you like, God, you said within three days, and here go the third day already, but I don't see nothing. I don't see where you said anything going to happen. It still looked the same way. Where are you, God? But God said, don't give up. Don't quit. Because you might be within moments of your new purpose. You might be within moments of your new destiny. You might be within moments of your new level of worshiping him. Amen. Amen. He said, but you can't give up in that within time. Just because he don't give you a specific time don't mean that he ain't going to give it to you. Amen. He said, but you just be ready. You just be ready. So that when he says go, you ready. When he says do, you ready. When he says stop. See, sometimes it means stop. Some of us just need to stop some stuff to get to our new thing. Amen? But he says, be ready in that time. Turn to, turn to Psalms 37. Psalm 37 real quick. Psalm 37 and then uh, verse 1. Psalm 37 verse 1. And I read it. It says, do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious towards wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Cultivate faithfulness. Verse 4 goes on to say, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. See what they're saying right there in that timing. See, a lot of us get distracted by looking at other folks. They got it already. Why can't I have it? They balling out of control. Why can't I ball like them? They already got a house. Why can't I have a house? They got a man. Why can't I have a man? You don't know how that man treating that person. Amen. You don't know how they got what they got. Most importantly, you don't know how they keeping what they got. Amen. So that's what we can't always look. You got to walk in this life with blinders on. Because just because they got it right now don't mean that you ain't going to ever get it. See, sometimes the reason why you ain't got it because you spending time looking at what they got. God said, keep your eyes on the prize. Then you can walk it down. But you're too busy looking over here, looking over there. And anybody know when you run in a race, what's the quickest way to lose a race? Looking around. Looking side to side, looking back to back. Because your head is on a swivel. 
God says, no, your head don't need to be on a swivel when you run this thing. He said, because it's in perfect timing. It's in my timing. He says, like he says in Habakkuk, in the appointed time. In the appointed time. That means that there's an appointment with your name on it. You just got to talk to God and know when it is. God, where my appointment at? Where I need to show up at? What time do I need to be there? Okay, you said within three days? Well, then I get there on time and I'll wait it out for you. Amen? Because you said, if I delight myself in you, then you'll give me the desires of my heart. Amen? Yes, amen. So it's about timing. That's what readiness is about. But then it's also about position. It's also about position. Because it says right here in Joshua, it says prepare yourself within three days because we're about to cross the Jordan. See, the position they was about to do was about to cross the Jordan. The Jordan. The Jordan in, in, in the Hebrew means to descend, to go down. And see, the position in the readiness state is all about your mind state. Where is your mind position? That's why Paul says that you need to renew your mind daily. That means line back up. Get your, get your focus right. He knows that we're going to get knocked off sometime. That's why God told Joshua, be strong and courageous. I know you're going to get weak sometime. I know you're going to get afraid sometime. But get back in the right position. Get line right back up so that you can be in the right place at the right time waiting on me. Get line back up. Don't get out of position. If you find yourself out of position, get back into position. Amen? Because Jordan means to descend. And see, that means sometimes you got to humble yourself. That means that you got to come down off your high horse and think that you got it all going on, think that you got it together, because guess what? Closed mouths don't get fed. Right. Somebody somebody might, might can help you if you let them know you need help. Yes. Amen? The squeaky wheel is the one to get the oil. Now, I'm not saying continue to squeak all the time. Don't become codependent. That's not what I'm saying. But God says that we're not meant to be alone. We're meant to help each other. We're meant to bear each other's burden. He says cry out sometimes when you got some things, when you ain't strong or when you ain't courageous. Cry out and say, hey, y'all leaving me behind. I want to be in the pack. So then somebody can come and encourage you and say, be strong and be courageous. Come on, within three days, we're about to cross this thing. You're about to get over this thing. I done been there before. I know how it feels. But trust me, if you just hold on, if you just stick to it, if you just stay with it, you're going to cross this thing just like I did. If I can cross it, I know you can cross it. Amen? Amen. Because I know that God is a God of deliverance. Because there's some things that God doesn't deliver me from. If he can bring me out of it, then I know he can handle the little easy stuff that some of y'all got going on. Amen? But God says you got to be in that in that position. You got to be in that position. Turn to Proverbs 27 quickly. Proverbs 27. We got to be in the right position. Somebody tell me some things that will get you out of position. Distractions. Where do those distractions come from? The, 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 the enemy. But that's that. The enemy makes it so so uh, abstract. Let, let's let's bring it down tangible. What what's some distractions that the enemy will use? Jobs. Jobs. How how will he use a job to distract you? The pressure of the job um, can get you off. Right. Um, trying to deal with the pressure and. Deadlines you may have uh, dealing with a you know uh, difficult employer uh, employee could, could, could distract you from you know your walk. Right. Awesome. 
also um, single women that are looking for for love, he'll send a man your way to distract you. Very much so, amen. amen. And that's a dangerous distraction. That's called looking for love in all the wrong places, amen. amen. And how many know that backwards love is evil? L-O-V-E, E-V-O-L, amen. I know it went over your head, but just keep playing with it. You'll see it. <laughs> You'll see it in a minute. Proverbs 27, verse 8 says, Like a bird that wanders from her nest, so is a man who wanders from his home. See, a bird that wanders from his nest. See, that, that bird is out of position when it wanders from his nest. And it says, just like that bird is out of position, meaning, because see, what, what does a bird get in their nest? Anybody help me? What does a bird get in their nest? Come on. Oh, I get food. Food. Food is one thing they get in the nest. What else they get in the nest? Comfort. Protection. Warmth. Food. All that in the nest, right? The baby bird, I guess that's what it should say. You know, we'll add a little bit right there. But like a baby bird, the one that's from the nest. Because you wonder, you wonder from your your protection, that, and that's what it said. It's just like a man who wanders from his home. Remember when we were little, that we used to see the baby bird that fall out there. You had to kill him. Yeah, they had to die because the mother wouldn't uh, wouldn't um, take him back. Right. Especially if, especially that's that's a good one, right there. Because guess what? Especially if somebody touched him. Yeah. Especially if somebody touched him. And that's what God, God, God is saying that. See, when you fall out that nest of him, then you lose your comfort. You lose your food. You lose your security. You lose your comfort. You lose everything that protects you. And then if somebody come along and touch you, meaning the enemy touch you, then you might find yourself about to die. Amen. He said, get back in your nest. Get back in the right position before somebody touch you who you don't want to touch you. Amen. He said, because once you get touched, the wrong way, yeah. then you get tainted because yeah. you out of position. But here's all the yeah. beautiful thing about God. He said, unlike that bird, yeah. if you do get touched wrong, he says that you ain't got to die. All you got to do is come back to me and say, God, forgive me for what I have done wrong. Yeah. God, put me back in the right standing. You are my father. Christ is my Lord. Accept me back into who I am. And God said, no matter what you do, I'll wipe away the sins and I'll throw them into the sea of forgiveness. He says, I'll forget what you did, but you got to forget what you yes, did. Yes. Amen. Amen. So you got to be in that right position with God. It takes obedience to stay in that right position. Just like Ruth. Ruth was in the right position. She was in the right position so much so that Boaz told his people, he said, you know what? I want you to, I want you to let her reap where she hadn't even sown. Don't let her just get the leftovers. I want her to get the fullness of it. See, God said, if you're in the right position, you will get stuff that you ain't even supposed to have. You will receive what you ain't even supposed to have. Cause that's called the grace of God. You're supposed to receive death, but I'm going to give you a blessing. You were supposed to receive a curse, but I'm going to give you prosper. So, See, that's what God is saying. He says that in spite of, that go there in spite of. He says, in spite of what you did, if you get back in this right position, he says, yeah, you say you can't hear from me, that's because you're in the wrong position. Just call the radio, 
you, your radio ain't tuning in properly don't mean the broadcast signal ain't going out right now. Amen? 102.5 is broadcasting right now, but we can't hear it. Why? Because one, we don't have a radio. We're not prepared for it. And then two, we're not ready in the right position. All Amen? Right. But that don't mean that they're not broadcasting. Yeah. God is saying, that don't mean I'm not speaking to you. Thank that don't mean I'm not trying to do some things in your life. It's just that you're not prepared for it. You don't have the equipment for it. And then if you got the equipment, you're not in the right position. But God says, get in the right position and watch what happens. He says, be like Zacchaeus. Be humble and know that you're too short. Zacchaeus was a little bitty man. A little bitty man. He said, they say he was small in stature. They was talking physical, but they was also talking spiritually. But he knew a man named Christ was coming through the town. And he said, you know what? I'm going to climb a tree so he can see me. I'm going to do what I got to do so that he can see me. And what it said in the scripture, that Christ was walking through and he looked up. He said, you come down out of that tree. I got to have dinner with you. Be in the right position and watch what God do for you. Amen. 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 Get your mind right. Get your mind right. Then lastly right here in Joshua, because we had the timing of God. That makes you ready. Being in the right position. But how many know that you can be in the right place at the right time, but if you ain't doing something, then you might as well not even be there. Amen. It'll pass you by. That's just like having a ticket to get on the plane. You at the airport at the right time. You at the right gate. But then you just stand there with your ticket. You don't proceed when they say boarding time. You just stand there. How many know the plane don't take off without you? The plane ain't made to wait for you. God ain't made to wait for you. God says that I'm a moving God. I'm a living God. You can sit down there if you want to. He says, I don't make monuments. I make movements. Amen. He says, a monument is dead and it stands down. He says that I'm not a monument. That's why I came out of the box in the Old Testament and I walked among you in the new one. He says, that contract in the old, it's old. It's done with. He says, now you got to see me in the living form that I am. In Living is action. Amen. Amen. How many know that when you slow down, you go down? Amen. Amen. You close to death when you stop moving. Amen. How many know that sitting water, just right outside that little tank, something just kept on stinking out there in that little water tank out there? It was because some water had done sit there over the, over the time where we wasn't here. And that just sitting, just plain old water. I thought somebody done threw up in the thing. <laughs> That's how it smelled. Stagnant water. Water has to even move. Otherwise, it starts to decay and smell like death. Amen. God says, keep on moving. Keep having some action. Because this is what it says right here. It says that we're going to cross the Jordan. Crossing is a movement. But why are you moving? Right here in the sea clause, right? To go in. To possess the land which the Lord God is giving to you to possess it. He said, you got to go in. You got to get ready to possess the things that I'm giving you. You ain't got to take it because it's yours. You ain't got to beg for it because it's yours. I've already given it to you. Just like the song said, I paid it all. He paid the price. He done did everything. All we got to do is say, God, show me the right time and the right place to be. And then tell me the right thing to be doing. Amen. Amen. The right thing to be doing. We said the timing was like of the spirit. The position is your mind. Renew your mind daily. Well, how many know the action is the body? But see, if your spirit is right and your mind is right, the body naturally follows. But see, sometimes we get it out of order. We allow our mind to follow what our body wants, what our flesh wants, what our desires want, what we want. 
See, there's voices out there, and I'm going to preach on this. I'm going to do a whole teaching on the five voices that you hear. That's five voices. I ain't saying you're schizophrenic, because there, there ain't any. If you're schizophrenic, we need to get some counseling, amen, and, and, and a pill or two. But what I'm saying is it, is the five voices, because you got the enemy that talks to you. You got you got your own conscience that talks to you. You got your re, your rationalization that talks to you. Then you have then you have your flesh that talks to you. You know that the stuff you want to do, you want to you want to trick off over here. You want to smoke a little something over there. You want to drink a little. That's your flesh. And then you got God that talks to you. Those are the five voices. But those those voices are trying to put you into some type of action. Amen. Some type of action. But see, we got to know whose voice that we got to follow. Amen. Because it says that my sheep, what? Know my voice. They know my voice. But see, we got to be just like right here, Joshua. He was commanding the military. And he told his officers, he said, go through the camp and you tell them to do this. And you tell them to do that. Because they got to get ready. Well, what, what, what's that? That's giving out what? Marching orders. That's marching orders. Amen. And then the marching orders come out sometimes like what? Like a cadence. And we'll tell them, tell them, tell them real quick about the cadence. To keep everybody in step. To keep everybody on time. Damn. Working, working all together. And I mean, it, like you're one. There you go. Everybody on one. Everybody Are y'all catching that? Yes. Catch that. That, see, see, this is called Holy Spirit teaching, amen? It don't have to always come from here. Catch what he's saying. He said, first of all, what? Is to keep, the cadence is to keep everybody, what? In step. In step. That means in the right position. You ain't out of position. It's to keep everybody in step. But then he also said that, what? To keep you in time. Time. See, cadence is keeping you in the readiness. You listening to that cadence of what God is saying. He's saying, left, left. Left, right, left. You go, you, you say, I'm doing whatever you say, God. You say go left, I'm going left. You say right, I'm going right. I'm keeping up with your cadence. I'm trying to get into timing. I'm trying to get into the beat that you're doing. I don't want to be in the beat of what man is doing. I want to be, they always say, you, you know, you got to march to the beat of a different drama. Well, that different drama need to be God. You need to be marching with what he's saying. The cadence is like a GPS system. It's telling you to go left and to go right. But one thing about God, GPS, he ain't going to drive you off no cliff just because he said cliff road he gonna keep you in the right place right because his gps means god perpetually speaking he will always keep on giving you a new set of instructions all you gotta say is god i'm ready to go you're not my co-pilot you are my pilot i'm sitting over here we gonna ride out together you're gonna drive this car and let me go where i need to go amen it keeps you focused the cadence that we listen to is the holy spirit Amen. So that's what they had to do. I can imagine Joshua, he getting the troops together and they, they setting up a cadence. He said, we finna march into this thing together. Like you said, as one. How many know that with unity, you can conquer things? You say, well, well, one can put a thousand to flight, but what? Two can put 10,000 to flight. Amen. You see that multiplication right there? That's not addition. He says, you get in the proper cadence with God, you get in the right unity with God, that's your two already. See, some of us are always looking for that Two over here. Well, are you going to join with me? Are you going to join me? God already told you. I'm going to be with you wherever you go. That's the two right there. If somebody else decides to come along, that just make it all the better. But if you join in cadence with me, he said that where you was by yourself, you could only do a thousand. But now with me, you can do ten thousand. That's multiplication. That's prospering. That's abundance. Amen? Amen. To go from one thousand to ten thousand. 
You don't add to get that. That's multiplication. That's called exponential growth. You go from one to the one to the second power to one to the third to the to, I mean the fourth power. Amen. That's multiplication. Exponential growth, but that's following the cadence. And then, lastly, right here, I'm closing out right here. Also, in that military thing, there's also the the, the banner that the, that they will carry in the front with the officer. See, there's an officer that was. And tell me if I'm wrong. I try to read a little bit because I knew you probably checking. But they say there's an officer up front, the commanding officer, and then there's the guy, they call him the, is it the Guidon or the, the Gideon or whatever, that he carries the banner by the officer. And that banner is, 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 is basically made up of that troop or that battalion, right? Help me out if I'm wrong. Flag, flagman. The flag. It's called flag. Oh. It carries your company name and insignia, letting everybody know who you are and who you with. See, I, see, I be catching that. I don't know if y'all catching that. See, listen to what I said. There's the cadence first, but then there's there's that banner, that flag went up front. He's carrying the flag. He's carrying the banner to do what? Say that again. Letting everybody know who you with. Letting everybody know who you with. <laughs> Letting everybody know who you are. God says that Christ is your banner. He says if you carry that banner and you walk in cadence with him, he's going to let everybody know who you're with. He's going to let everybody know who you are. You ain't even going to have to say nothing. When you walk on the scene, they're going to be like, I know who that is. That's that military dude. He ready to come in. He coming to possess something. He coming to take over something. Let him in. Let him get in here and see what he's going to do because he walking with God. Amen? Amen. He walking with God. See that, 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 Jesus is our banner of truth. He stands in front of us. He walks in front of us. He says, I'm out front. I'm out front, and all you got to do is follow with me. All you got to do is be in, in right standing with me. You walk in cadence with me. You walk in, in position with me. He said, then you ain't got to worry about timing. Because if you're walking with me, you're going to be in the right time. If you're walking with me, you're going to be in the right position. If you're walking with me, you're going to be doing the right thing. Amen. But we, cause we said at the beginning that what? Preparation, you do it in faith. Amen? You prepare because you expect something. That's what faith is. It says that it's, the, it's the substance of things hoped for. Hope is expectation. That's what the Greek translates to. So you prepare in faith. You prepare in expectation. But faith without works is what? Dead. Faith without action is dead. Water without movement becomes stagnant. Starts to smell like death. Amen. God says it's time to move out. It's time to do something. He's prepared you with gifts. He's prepared you with talents. He's prepared you with blessings. He's prepared you with calling. He says now it's time to move out. It's time to get into cadence. It's time to accept the banner. It's time to walk out with this thing of God. It's time to do what you're supposed to do. It's time to do what God has called you to do. It's time to stop sitting on what God has told you to do. It's time to stop sitting. It's time to walk into this new thing. It's time to walk into what God has promised you. It's time to possess what God has already given you. How many got possessions out there that God is saying, these are yours, but you got to get up off your butt and do something. They ain't coming to you. They not going to come to you. God says, I can't just give you stuff. He said, he said I've, already, I've already marked it as yours. Do I got to just walk and put it in your lap too? But how, how do I know that you have faith? How do I know that you can be strong? How do I know that you can be courageous if it's never tested? 
if it's never put through a trial. Sweat in the beginning so that you won't bleed in the battle. Amen? Because we are in a battle. Don't get it wrong. But God says, if you walk in his time, if you get in his position, and you do your actions according to him, and you be obedient. He says, you ain't got nothing to worry about. You ain't got nothing to worry about. Just line yourself up with him. Just do what he called you to do. Y'all got it already. He talking to you already. He spoke to you already. You already know what you got to do. Don't let the enemy distract you with job, with a man, with money. Don't let the enemy distract you. Don't fall behind in the pack. And if you're behind, don't be afraid to say, help me catch up. That's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to feel weak. He wants you to feel left behind. Because see, when you feel left behind, then you start feeling bitter. They don't love me anyway. They didn't want me in the pack anyway. They didn't want me around anyway. So then that's how church hurt and all that get. I don't like church no more. Then you start saying, I don't like church. Or I don't like Christians no more. But when all you saying is, I'm rejecting God. Because God didn't have nothing to do with how that person treated you. God didn't have nothing to do with how that church. If you, there's no perfect people, there's no perfect church. When you find one, let me know so we can close this one down and we can all go out. Amen. That's how it works. But you got to say, God, allow me to see you wherever I am. Allow me to see you wherever I go. I expect to see you. I expect to hear you so that we can go into this new season together. Amen. 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 Father God, we just thank you right now. We just bless you right now, Father God, for the new season, Father God. And Father God, I just thank you right now and I speak a blessing over your people right now, Father God, that there's a new sense of discernment, yes, Father yes. God, so that they may see and hear the things of God. Father God, if you have to wake them up in the middle of the yes, night, Father, Lord. meet them right there and let them know that it was you, Father. And I ask you to impart new strategies, yes. new ideas, new choices new decisions in their minds, Father God, so that they may carry out the things that you have called them to do, Father God. I thank you right now, Father, that you've given them new ministries in their hearts, Father God, new passions, new purposes, Father God. I thank you right now, Father, that they are walking in perfect cadence with you, Father, that they are walking in timing with you, that they are in the right position with you, and that we're given the right time, Father, the right place, that they do the right thing, Father God. I thank you right now that the distractions that are being quieted down, Father God, that the only voice that is coming up through the top, through the airways, is your voice, Father God. And that if it's not your voice, I ask that you calm it down in the name of Jesus. That you quiet those voices, Father, in the name of Jesus. So, Father God, we just thank you right now, and we just bless your name. We just bless your name this day, Father. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Amen.